Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. Hello, everybody. It's another episode of Hats Off. If it's really love. Hey. Mm-hmm. I was so excited that you sent me that video. Yes, last night. that was. I was like, oh gosh, I wish Earl was here. I felt like I would have been better on the stage, but it's okay. Oh gosh, okay. His moves were One of our friends garbage. got up on the stage during a contest. I should have came dancing, and it was quite interesting. And I she won. Went. Y'all, last night have. it was the Jack Daniels arts, beats, and lyrics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the Fillmore. <sighs> but I didn't go because I moved all day yesterday. You did. Because Earl is a charlatan. Right, finally. Welcome to the QC, Charlotte. <laughs> Hi, people. Welcome me, welcome you. Hi, hat heads, hat heads. Um, so we have a wonderful guest today, and we will be introducing him in just a bit. But you know, we always have to check in. How are you, Earl? I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. Because he knows the outcome. Shout out to Miller. Amen. At the job. Um, I hope your daughter made my hot wings. If not... <laughs> We will discuss this Monday morning. Hey, Miller. Hey, Jazz. How are y'all? But now I'm good. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a happy state. My good. mood has been elevated. Good. Now that I am, no longer where I was. Mhm, mhm. A good move will do that. Your apartment right. is amazing, so I get that. Thank you. And it's all unpacked, y'all. Like literally, I went by yesterday. Yeah. And Earl had like literally unpacked I things. Am I'm not OCD. sure if I've unpacked my whole house. <laughs> From like six years ago. I would not be shocked if I found a box. If you ever need some, I won't help you move, but I will unpack your home and decorate the hell out of that bedroom. Oh, yeah. I told her I'm just going to give him like a Visa gift card with some money. And on I will it. find like, you. Find things. I will find you all the things find that the look things. expensive, but I got them for the low because I know someone that works everywhere. So yes. I can always. Let me not also not share that because I won't always give you the discount. I want you Unless to act you're like you're friend. not going to do any of these things. Because if a random person gave you some money and was like, come decorate my house, you would not do No, it. no, I would. But I would, would give them a fee to pay me oh, to decorate okay. their house. Okay. Oh, no. I didn't know that's something you would um, do for real. So in all of the careers I wanted as a child, I've always wanted to be a lawyer. But then I realized that uh, I can help people more by on the couch. But um, I always wanted to be a singer. But I know my, <laughs> I, you know, I can sing, but I can't sing well. Um... Shout out to puberty, <laughs> bastard. You did say puberty ruined your yeah, voice. Pr- oh, yeah, it's okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And you've always wanted to be an interior designer. Remember that game we played for a little bit? Yeah, then I got annoyed. I got tired of it too. But Before I still have my interior um, designer book. Oh, that's right. That when I get this table, it will be the nice corner piece. That's a nice book. You know, a little accent piece on the table. But no, hire me. Um, All right. Well, yeah. Easy.ecu. He's looking for um, some another stream of income. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm a fan. Once a month, though, unless I like you. <laughs> All right. Um, I am not as perky as Earl, um, but I will try to bring up the mood a little bit. I have had some caffeine. Earl brought me additional caffeine, so that is promising. Um, but I'm somebody who has to really limit 
what I read and what I see, um, those things sit with me. They sit with me more now that I'm a parent. Um, I've realized, <clears throat> but they've always sat with me. But um, when you guys hear the show, it'll be a couple of weeks. But we are recording the weekend of the Charlottesville um, protest um, and the just profound hate that is in the country and you know just the sadness and the like I don't know I just I have lots of different feelings about it sad angry disappointed scared all those things um and so I have to really maybe our mini-sode should be about um self-care in you know being black and taking care of yourself in the current climate because uh it's hard and I need to do better with that. So, um, but you know me, like I'm funny all the time, so <laughs> it'll be fine. You know um, you're my ball of emotion. I am you're your ball. And Earl is always like, oh, you're fine. Like, stop it. Cause all Don't my, be sad. But it's, I think it's because like everyone I know, all the women in my life, like my Have mom, feelings. my sister, <laughs> both my sisters, they're, we call, well, my mom calls them marshmallows because they mm. will drop tears. My mom, not as much, but I have always just been like, it's okay. <laughs> you do. And I'm like, it's not okay. So when I do cry, though, you might need to watch what's going on. I'm about to say, Earl cried, I'm like, like y'all done messed up. And but no, I don't know. it's okay. I just, I just say life is going to continue. Don't, it is. It's, gonna it's continue. definitely going to continue. But yeah, I get a little... But feel those, affected. Feel those yeah, feelings are a thing. I don't ever apologize. I I was not raised to um, explore my feelings and to have feelings. Um, I was encouraged to bottle it up, and so I just don't no. anymore. Um, or I don't try anymore. I used to try, and that would look explosive when it did come out. And so I just don't. So when I cry, I need to cry. When I feel like I need to cry, I cry. You're gonna be labeled as the angry black woman. Exactly. So like the other day. <laughs> yes, I got called an angry black woman the other day. It was a joke, though. It but... was a joke, and I was not offended because Courtney said, I don't and have "I'll time. be that. I will be that because." And anyway, barbershop conversations are always the best. I'm a hush, you know. <laughs> Shout out to the barbershop. Thanks for my cool part in my head. Whatever. Um, and we're gonna check in. Delton's gonna introduce himself uh, a little in a second, but just check in. How are you today, Delton? Um, doing all right. Uh, I have to admit the Charlottesville, uh, riot or you know, bigamy, yeah, um, yeah. is is waning. Um, other than that, though, I'm doing all right. Got to work yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, both physically and um, uh, work wise. Okay, so um, <laughs> that was a little bit strenuous and tiring. Shout out to Dalton, y'all. He helped me move. <laughs> Delton did help but him. But he move. helped he was barefoot. Like, so I don't know. I was concerned. I mean, maybe. I was just like. Are I, you one of those people who wears like the toe shoes? No. So like I had on um, slides. <laughs> uh-huh. And I moved in slides before and fell. Oh, yeah. So it's Wait, like. You fail? Yeah. Like walking backwards up steps. So I, I was, was about like, to say, yeah, that's that like a bad idea. Like, all this. <laughs> Ain't nothing getting moved. So it was just better to move barefoot, more safe. Gotcha. But I was like, you're going up these steps barefoot. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Get it. Gotcha. All right. Well, first, we're going to do a moment of silence for um, the 32-year-old woman who was killed yesterday um, by, yeah, the 32-year-old woman who was killed, um, one of the counter-protesters. For y'all who don't know, um, which if you don't know by the time you've heard this podcast, I need you to slap the first person. Go look in the mirror and slap the first person you see. And also, Um, just maybe not even listen to us anymore. Yeah, like we 
please be woke. But anyway, um, there was a a person who um, was angry, I guess, about the counter protesters and backed his car up and ran into um, the group of counter protesters. Several people were injured and one lady lost her life. Um, And so her name was Heather. uh, And we want to do a moment of silence for her. Thank you. Um, And so now we're going to do our tip of our hats. um, And Earl is going to tip his hat to Delton. So So Delton is, would you be one of my old coworkers? (laughs) I don't even. I guess technically. For a week. My first week. week, Yeah. (laughs) Although I didn't even meet Delton until after he was clearly gone. Um, But Delton is a previous coworker slash social worker. So, shout out to Delton Harris. Oot, oot. Not oot, oot. Wow. <laughs> um, shout out to Miller for introducing Nita, Courtney, and Earl. Hey, Miller! <laughs> um, she always has her hands in something. Yes. But, um, no, I was a, a previous co-worker of Earl's, and now I still classify myself as a social worker, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then a um, therapist clinician now. Um I'm in private practice. I work for a private practice uh, doing outpatient therapy. And um, I have my hands in that as well as the African-American LGBT community as well as the HIV community um, as far as doing uh, therapy and outreach, uh, advocacy work, uh, presenting at multiple conferences, um, things of that nature. So just trying to... uh, create a especially african-american approach and network that involves uh health mental health um medical health all of that awesome thank you and i am going to tip my hat to latanya summers uh she is a clinician latanya is an lpc she's She's an lpc um licensed professional counselor is that what LPC? Yeah. Got yep. you. Sorry, LPCs. We love you. Um, <laughs> but Latanya is an amazing woman in Charlotte. She's doing big things. She's hosting the second um, Black Mental Health Symposium um, in September, and I will be there. I'm so excited. Delton is presenting. Delton is presenting. Yep. Um, she can. also has a private practice, um, and she also does training. She has two practice, two locations um, for her practice, um, and she um, also provides training, CEU trainings for all of our clinical people who listen, who are looking for trainings. And it looks like they're expanding. I've seen some webinars and things as mm-hmm. well. So even if you're not in the Charlotte area, you can still attend some of her trainings and get um, CEUs for that. Um, her website is lifeskillsccgroup.com, lifeskillsccgroup.com. Um, and she just today posted um a new place for people looking for CEUs um, called BlackCECredits.com that is going to be focused around providing CEU credits for um, around like racial issues, around like diversity, um, intersectionality. Um, It's not just for black people to get CEU credits, but it's for you to be more connected to the African-American community Mm -hmm. and receive CEU credits. So, um, that is her, and uh, thanks, Latanya, for being awesome. Some black girl magic out here. Okay. 
All right. Well, today we are discussing. Um, this is a this is a little <laughs> <I was laughs> early earlier. Um, this is a a difficult like place for me, but we're going to be discussing um the stigma and the mental health around. Um, sexuality and the black community, um, especially members of our community that are in LGBTQIA. Um, and like, I want people to hear me when I say members of our community because people don't leave our community because of their sexuality or their gender identity. Like, we're still a community. I will get into that later. Um, but Yes. Um, and so, like, as Delton mentioned earlier, um, that is a passion of his, um, and that's where a lot of his work is. So, so that's why he is joining us today. Um, and so, you know, Delton, I guess, share a little bit about why you think it's something that even needs to be looked at. Why do we need to focus on LGBTQIA issues? And, and please Google, I'm not, y'all, I'm not Google LGBTQIA. Um <laughs> <laughs> why do you think this is something that we need to be looking at and addressing in our community right now? Um, well, for whatever reason, <clears throat> in the last like two or three years, um, the LGBTQIA uh, community has become a focus point. I don't know why in the last two or three years, because it's not like we just had this um, huge boast of, Ain't nothing of new courage. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's it's a a more um intricate and strategic um plan as far as the members of color mm-hmm. because we often find like the mental health as well as the physical health of the um LGBTQIA members of color are just not the same. It's mm. it's not as great. Um the mental health and medical health is not as accessible. Mm. And so through that um, that's what it has put on my heartstrings is because I am I do realize my privilege in having the access to mental and medical health. Mm-hmm. But what I what I do recognize is that my brothers and sisters that don't have that access often go without mm-hmm. or either are discriminated against or don't feel as comfortable to accessing the needs that they um that they have. So that's why I'm kind of in this field to hopefully provide that or at least do a linkage of care to it. What do you think the barrier is? Like, do you feel like, because there, like, I know right now I could rattle off like 10 black therapists in Charlotte. Um, and I know black practices. I know like an all black LQ, I mean, OBGYN. I know like family practices. So what is the barrier? Cause it's not like there aren't people who look like them providing the service. So what would, what that additional barrier do you think? I think the barrier would be, uh, the knowledge of what's in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that at my current um, job, we have a community resource book, and the majority of it is African-American providers. Mm-hmm. And so we actually have that book where we do, um, well, every office has that book. Mm-hmm. And so we're able to rattle off, and not only do we give the name, but we also either give a referral or make a phone call in front of um, that client mm-hmm. if they do want that service. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another barrier is the stigma of black businesses, mm. whether it's they're late or mm-hmm. the standard of care isn't as high. Um, I think just as much as we 
cry about there not being enough black owned businesses, the black owned business that we do have, we do have to support and, you know, not, not be afraid to give that criticism and also go back. Like, Mm. hi, the last time I was here, my wait time was whatever, you know, I just want to let you know, I'll be back next time. Mm -hmm. Um, And also do, you know, the best uh, publicity is word of mouth. So make sure that you're also doing that around your friends and your community as well. Um, I think with the, the stigma of religion when it specifically comes to the gay minority community mm-hmm. or the sexual minority community, the um, that stigma of religion of they're a black-owned business, but I bet they're Christian, so they're not going to accept me or treat me mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been a big, a big, um, a big issue. Uh, sorry if I'm just rattling on. I'm also oh, no, no, um, negotiating identities, which is actually what I'm presenting on is what identity do you present in what space? So if I do go to the doctor, am I going to be black or am I going to be gay? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if I'm black, then, and I know that I'm sexually, if I'm black and male, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to include gay. Because if I do, then I, if you are informed properly, then your screenings need to be a little bit different. Okay, um, Your sexual partner's, how you how you get tested and how you protect yourself is a little bit different than mm-hmm. a heterosexual male. Mm-hmm. So if I don't include that, then I really don't get the service that I'm supposed Got to. You. Um, so those are just a few of the things that, a few of the barriers that I see. Yeah. I wonder, um, because I do know that, you know, being a believer is a big part of the African-American community. Mm-hmm. Um there are many, many African-Americans are believers, and I myself am a believer. I'm a very progressive <laughs> believer. Um, and shout out to my mama for that, because <clears throat> she she allowed that in my in our home, and that has shaped me in beautiful ways, and that is how I raised my child as well. Um, but do you feel like there is still a struggle in the black community around believers and um, sexual minorities of color? Yes. Like a huge, okay. Um, I do. I do think it is, it's come a long way mm-hmm. from where it was. I think now it's more so, it's religion, but it's also like a, and I hate to say this, but from what I've read and what I've experienced personally, it's like the shortage of, Af- especially when it comes to men, shortage of African-American men. Mm. So it's like, okay, because this is, I'm going to speak from personal experience. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm I'm not in jail, mm-hmm. right? I have a job. I went to college. And it's like, okay, I'd be a great prospect for a husband, mm-hmm. for, for a female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I'm gay. So now it's like, I've gotten comments of, oh, what a waste of a man. Mm-hmm. Or, um, dang, there goes another one. Like, Damn. so, so, yeah, so. Oh, it, people will fix yeah, their mouth. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? So it's like. They're this, like, Damn. Right. It's like th- this shortage of men. Mm-hmm. And now the good prospects that that have something going for themselves, now they're cut in half because some of them, you know, are same-sex attracting. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and they always have been, yeah, y'all. Yeah, so it's just... They were just humping behind <laughs> your back in the 70s and the 50s and the 1800s. And today. Y'all, they right, were never true. yours. They were never yours. <laughs> Down low is real. Yeah. So um, I think that's that's more so the issue that I see. And, be, and But no one is really wanting to say that that's the issue, is that mm. they're just afraid of 
black men kind of going somewhere, which shouldn't be a fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tying that to religion. So instead of saying, this is my real fear, I'm going to say, because the Bible says no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of recognizing what your real fear and issue mm-hmm. is. And what do you say to that? Like, do you battle that? Do you, like, can I ask, do, mm-hmm. are, you, are you a believer? or? Yes, I am. So how do you navigate? Because I think that's the hardest thing. Especially, like, we live yeah. in the South. It's the Bible Belt. Right. I, I see clients who miss that part of their lives and feel like they can't have that part of their lives anymore and it's a legitimate gap in their spirit because they don't feel safe having a community of believers and that makes me so sad but like what do you say to those things I mean well, I'll go yeah. I think that is like the hardest part and I think that's why there are so many people that are not out mm-hmm. that, and I don't want to necessarily say down low but they're just not out to really themselves or their family or friends because I mean that is a huge part especially in the south and I mean I'll even speak from my own experience let me see I didn't come out till I was like 21 Mm -hmm. and that was just because I was still battling with that oh my god am I going to hell you know like Mm -hmm. that was that own personal battle with myself because I did come from such a believing background I also think your own mindset is sometimes your worst enemy because mm-hmm. you'll think oh my god I don't have any support and then when you finally come out you have all this like all my family all my friends mm-hmm. super supportive but like you're your worst enemy because you're just going to think I have to all these negative things are going to happen and then you also start thinking I think a lot of depression is a part of that mm-hmm. I personally said I know I probably was I hit it well because I was always cracking jokes and smile mm-hmm. but I would say maybe like the first half of my undergraduate career I was never like really happy mm-hmm. I was happy but it wasn't like happy where I could be like oh let me share I was always hiding a part of my life mm-hmm. which I know what I felt and I mean I think it just took maturity in general just like growing and doing my own research and just having my own individual connection with God, like mm-hmm. I said, because I'm a believer. So once I had that, like, solidified, I didn't really care what anybody else said because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's my relationship, my one-on-one with him, and that's all that matters. So, I mean, I think it took, once I got to that point where I was ground and sound and, like, who I was and this is who I am, which, I mean, that's college in general, like, learning yourself. But once I got to that point, everything else kind of fell into place. Mm-hmm. And I think you really have to get to that, like, I don't care what anybody else thinks part of your life, which is hard. And some people don't reach that till their 30s and 40s because, I mean, mm-hmm. especially in this community and going back to what you were saying, like, a lot of people, it's that fear of losing. Because I feel like, and I don't want to, no matter what I'm black, but I'll say, like, black women, I feel like they have fears of he either is going to be with a white woman, he's gay, or he's trash. Mm-hmm. And it's like... When he's got everything together and then you add that formula of he might be gay, they'll just be like, well, damn, we have lost another one. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do now, you know? Yeah. I mean, and the pool is shallow, yeah. y'all. But I just, at 34, almost 35, what I know now is it is essential that my partner want to be with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, settling... <clears throat> 
is the worst thing you can do to you. Check out episode three. Please check out episode. <laughs> like, settling is the worst thing you can do to you. If you want to go ahead and put a nail in the coffin of I'm going to be miserable, I'm going to be unhappy, and I'm not going to thrive because the level of energy it takes to fake happy when you're settling. And when you are settling, you feel the strong early. Like, this is my testimony, y'all, because it's a Sunday. <laughs> the, er- the energy it takes to Fake happy because you feel this urge to fake happy when you are miserable and when you are settling. You feel this urge to prove to yourself and the world, especially in this day of social media, that this is real. That energy is exhausting. It is exhausting. And you cannot achieve any of the things that you want to do. And I'm talking about be uh, like a happy parent. Like you, like there's just so many things you can achieve when you're settling. So yes, the pool is shallow. Like the numbers are real. I'm out here in this, you know, dating world um, as a black woman and it's hard. But if he's gay, he's gay. <laughs> if he's trash, he's trash. <laughs> if he wants a white woman, let her have him. Because the misery you will put yourself in trying to hold on to something that was never yours mm. is not worth it. Come on, y'all. Right. Yeah. Like, right. 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 It's not worth it. When you feel like, gosh, I'm settling, go look in the mirror and slap the first person you see and bring yourself back. You do not have to settle. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. So, yeah. So what do y'all even say? I mean, we don't have to make this all about religion, but I do think it is a very big part of the argument mm-hmm. people use still to this day. Like I just, with all this Google, right. with all this Google, yeah. she free. folks she is just free hold on. And I've always wondered why, because they always go to like the Leviticus right. part, and there's a that, list that, of shit. Right, you're not that damns to a whole do. lot of other stuff. Right. <laughs> and we just we just focus on this one right. little piece, and we just and there's just a list of shit. So why why <clears> is this still a thing? Why is um, sexuality still such an issue in I, our world? I think because most people don't know their own sexuality. Like, people mm. see sexuality as just blank, blank. But it's a spectrum. It's fluid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can... It, you might be on one end of the spectrum. You might be in the middle. And I think a lot of people... Because I feel like a lot of people think sex in general is kind of a taboo thing to talk mm. about with some people. So, if you're already not comfortable about what you like in your own bedroom, I know you're not going to be able to handle what someone else is doing when you're going to see that as an extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... In regards to the religion aspect, I don't usually even have this conversation with people unless, one, I know you have your head on straight, or I'll tell them to go watch this documentary, which is on Netflix, and Mm -hmm. it's on the internet for free. It's called For the Bible Tells Me So, Uh, and it's about seven different families, white, black, I don't remember what else, but they're like all like deep religions, like Mm -hmm. deep south, so like Southern Baptist, uh, give me some more. Oh, you know um, yes, well, like they're yeah. deep, okay. and they Amy's all have had like a child that's come out mm. as either lesbian or gay, and it's just like them dealing with that. And it's like all the parents who were like on the extreme of like, no, 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 and like their journey is amazing. I mean, they talk about the Bible because they always talk about every decade someone's using the bible to try to fight against some minority group they mm-hmm. used it against us when we were slaves they used mm-hmm. it you know against the gay community they've used it 
since the dawn of time. And they, but they were talking about um, what's the city? I don't know. Yeah, what's the city called? Where they like damn them because they said they were all gay. I can't think, and this is horrible because I always use this example. Oh no, it's in the Bible. Oh, Sodom and Gomorrah. There we go. Oh, sorry. There, I didn't there we know go. You were talking about, I thought you were like, yeah. I was like, Stanford. Yeah. No, no, no. In the, no. I, don't I don't know. So you see that door? At any point, you like, can get you know, up Atlanta? and put your mic down and leave. Sorry. No, Girl, I'm talking about the Bible. But yeah, like, they were trying to say that, oh, they damned them because they were gay. And they're like, no, if you really look, it's because they were not being hospitable. And they exactly. were using they were pretty much raping you know people everybody who were, yeah so i was like that was the reason it wasn't about you know people don't do their research they go off one little piece which i mean that's what everyone's doing in 2017 they just take fake news even mm-hmm. though cnn is not fake news shout out to yeah, cnn, CNN. I love, love them but um they just take little pieces without doing their research and then they run with it mm-hmm. and i mean that's just where we are basically yeah that was i remember that was one of the like transformative not that i've ever like, again, my mama just did a good... Some things, my mama shout just did a mom. good... Shout out to Marlene. Like, my mom, my whole life... And what my mom did well was that she didn't have a conversation with me about gay and straight. She just always had gay people and straight people <laughs> and different color people in my life. And so it was never a thing. I remember, like, y'all, I used to be a, a little wild child. But my mom had one of her really good friends... Um, was gay and he was in a he was in a, a marriage and um i was like eight and the the husband had to drop me off at school so my mom and her friend worked together they had to go on a trip so he dropped me off to school um i'm sorry to the bus and um I love this he was demonstrative and this little boy on the bus called him the f word when i got on the bus and i didn't know what that was yet but i remember like, something in my spirit was like that don't sound oh, right so i think i should fight you and so i jumped over <laughs> and we got into a whole fight um and um they called my mom in and she was and I told her what happened and so she sat me down then and was like so this is what this is and she was like there are people who disagree with the way certain people love but that's not who we are um, and you know those people are just wrong and but she was like but the government because at this time you know like gay marriage wasn't legal and she was like so you know legally you know these they're, they're not married but they are married and I was like wait a minute you told me when I became an adult I could do whatever I wanted to do <laughs> as long as I didn't do things that were illegal and immoral I could do what I wanted right. to do and so what you mean they're not married like how the government get to tell them they're not married like i remember just being on this tirade of just yeah that's where see, that's where carter get it from mm-hmm. did y'all when trump got elected carter showed his entire ass for a long time and pulled the same thing <laughs> on me like said, you, you told me said... that bad people don't get good things and i was like you're right <laughs> he's like and you said that if you hurt women you should be punished i was like you you, 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 you right, you right. I, yeah <laughs> society you talk about you, that poo. privilege society and that's when the next conversation starts. i'm real sorry but gosh i just put that together but <laughs> you know and she just was like you know those people are wrong and hopefully one day somebody will show them what they're missing because they're missing mm-hmm. out by not having all types of people in their lives. Um, and please don't fight that little boy anymore, which was not a thing. He he got it a couple more times. <laughs> but um, Yeah, and he might get it today if I see him. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so I think my mother did that well. But so many people don't yeah, I, get that. I also think, I mean, about what you said, it's important that your circle, if you are a believer and you know, faith based, that your circle is that too. Um, 
because I don't, I don't think I have like a can't a come out story. All of mine are like people ask me or either like badgered it out of me. So I'm mm-hmm. like at this point, I'm hoping you're ready because you asked me. <laughs> um, and so my my grandmother and my brother have been who are both ministers have been really the best supporters I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never forget. And they both they both like disagree with it, mm. but they both have said. At what like at what point would I ever judge you? Mm-hmm. And and then from there I've learned about them because I think I was grown. And they were like, I've done this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. At what point, like, because if you go to hell, I'm going with you. Like, mm-hmm. if this is all you got and I've done all this, we both going. Mm-hmm. So we we still in it together. And I think that was a a huge part. And my grandmother, she was like, she's been amazing. And she was like, who told you that you were going to hell for one thing about you? Mm. Like who who told you that? Because and then she went on about this relationship that she's had. And she was like, "Well, if that's the case, then I'm going too." Mm-hmm. Like this relationship was for twenty something years. We weren't married. We've done all this, and so I would be right along with you, both going with gasoline draws on. Like, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. up? And so, and as well as my friends, I I think I I, I look for people who have not grown up in the church because mm. even my my circle of friends be the first to tell you like I didn't grow up in the church I found God for myself mm-hmm. and all of them have said I, you know I can't tell you how to live I can't tell you what you're feeling because I think with sexuality I think I guess all other quote I use this very loosely quote unquote sins are things that you can change so mm-hmm. stealing um, adultery or mm-hmm. every you know everything else are things that you can change but with mm-hmm. sexuality is not really something that you can change mm-hmm. so I think that's why people Maybe so. Then how can so, it be a sin? Like that, I think that, yeah. Mm. Because it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I say I use it loosely. Um, and so, you know, they say, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how that feels. All I can do is is love on you. Mm-hmm. And and we pray together and we read the Bible together and we get off this one thing and mm-hmm. go to what what is mostly about that's compassion and love mm-hmm. and um, trying to be your, your best self in Christ and making those decisions. Mm-hmm. That's what my group talks about mainly mm. and they support me they met you know my partners they've done all of that and so um i think it's important that your circle be like you said um in their right mind mm-hmm. um and also read for themselves and mm-hmm. go to bat for you in all areas of your life mm-hmm. like absolutely all areas of your life shout out to the mm-hmm. tribes shout right out to the tribe. <laughs> shout out to our tribes yes because yes. my yeah. friends yeah. Do you feel like it's harder to find a good tribe when you identify I, as a sexual minority? Mm, like, it, like I said, that's why I look for people who have not grown up because they don't have any traditions. Mm. They're not religious, mm-hmm. which is actually a, a sin to mm-hmm. be religious, which mm. is to follow a tradition and not mm. follow the word. Mm. You better. Um, you, so yeah. <laughs> I'm about to take some notes. So um, <laughs> and so my group of friends they aren't religious because they found Christ when they were adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what we joke about is like we were in the world together, so we party, we did everything together, mm-hmm. and now we've changed together mm-hmm. and going through this walk together. Mm-hmm. So you know, if at any point anyone gets on a high horse, like wait a minute, you remember? All right. You remember way back when when we did such and such? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's not get on your high horse too much mm. because, you know, we're all one decision away mm-hmm. from our lives ending. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Oh, no, go ahead. So as black men, how do you feel, like, what? 
how is it to navigate being a black man and then also identifying as LGBTQIA? Like how, because I always say, I feel like society has decided that black men are one thing. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, black men have embraced that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I want I want people to like read the Willie Lynch letters. Um, because it's just so intriguing to see for y'all who don't know, I'm gonna give y'all a little background and I'll make y'all Google everything. So Willie Lynch um was a kind of for lack of better words, like a motivational speaker to slave owners. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, like he like did the circuit and like wrote letters about how to make good slaves and how to keep your slaves under control. And it was so much more psychological than it was physical control. It was very much mental control. Um and I like for people to read those letters because I want them to see how that behavior correlates with things that we are doing right now in society um, as black people. Um, but, you know, Willie Lynch very much was like, get your like strongest, most virile buck um, and like beat him in front of everybody and rape his wife so that he knows he's not, you know, that he's less than you and disrespect him in front of his children um, and have your children disrespect him in front of his children to just really like bring him down. Um, and what I see now is that, you know, black men feel like they have to be this strong, like this just one way mm -hmm. And that's what constitutes a man. Like, they have to be that strong, virile That extreme buck. masculinity. Yes. And the ego is just so fragile now. Um, and I worry as a mother of a black boy because I don't subscribe to that. And I really just let Carter kind of live how he wants to live. And I worry about how society will judge him because of it. Like, he's such an innocent... It's like, he's... Like, we talk about like how shady he is and all that, but it really is. Like, he's just an innocent soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so if he... Like, he's a brony. That thing loves My Little Pony. Like, well, all... But he loves it because he's the child of a therapist. I mean, he can love it for whatever reason he wants right. to, but he loves it because he's a child of a therapist and he's all about, like... Well, you know, today's lesson was about kindness and mm -hmm. Applejack didn't, you know, treat everybody right because she was co being competitive. And so, you know, Rainbow Dash had to like, <laughs> like he just, he's very much, you know, and he likes um, like the world of winks. And every once in a while, he's like, you know, I actually like the pink better than the blue. Um, like his favorite color is red. Like he actually is not a huge fan of blue. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's... Um, and I don't know what Carter's sexuality will be, and I personally don't give, like, two fucks. My goal is for him to be a good, decent human being um, and treat whoever he loves well. Like, that's what I don't want Carter to be, a fuck boy. Like, that is my goal. Do not, you are not allowed to be a fuck boy. Especially you, if I'm your uncle. <laughs> like, that is going to be my, my, like, litmus test of success. <laughs> I'm like, is he a good dude? Oh. 
Yeah. But please so, don't be a good dude that thinks. Don't be a fuckboy who thinks, thinks he's, he's a, a good, good dude. dude. Shout out to, to Insecure. Ray. Right? <laughs> uh, that is what it is. Because um, that's rapid. But so, and I always, you know, like I get, I find myself very nervous and protective of him around African American boys be, and men because. I don't want them being like, hey, hey, you know, we don't wear pink. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so how do you navigate how you identify as a black man to how you identify as gay? Who's going first? <laughs> you or me? <laughs> you can go first. I'm just going to get my thoughts together. Me? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, no, I'm still processing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you say navigate. Can you give me give me some examples? Well, just like how do you, you know, I, you know, there's all the stereotypes mm-hmm. of, you know, okay. So let me answer. Okay, more, got it. Yeah. I got you right off the bat. Um, so it's interesting because I feel like the media, first off, the media in general, they only portray typically white gay men on television, and you see like that one image. So you don't even get to see a, like a, a broad spectrum of mm. black gay men, and when you do, it's like the extreme. Feminine, you know, mm-hmm. so everyone has this idea of if you're gay, you're automatically extremely feminine. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually have a story, so Ooh. I'll actually share a story. I was in my masculinity class, shout out to Italy, my bestie. Hi, Italy. Um, we were in this class together, and this was, I think, senior year. So, by this time, I really was just very sound in who I was, mm-hmm. and I didn't care. But, um, I guess you would say. I don't know. I'm proud to be gay, but I guess I could pass. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But this girl in the class, we were talking about masculinity, and we had a presentation. And she said something well as of, like, well, most gay guys are um, are feminine or something along that lines. And I was like, well, I'm gay, and I don't consider myself. And she was like, you're gay? And I was like, yeah. So she was just silenced the whole class because she, well, once she felt stupid. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, shout out to Illy because Illy was so ready. Illy's just always ready, y'all. Um, my friends are... You too. Y'all are just way more like... I'm not here for it. I'm not here for you hurting my friends. But, and she was just like, well, I didn't know. And she was... But I was like, that just shows you, though. Like, you can't put everyone in a box. Because for me, I can't... That'll be like if somebody was like, all black women are mad and loud. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Or everyone who's black is going to be loud and late. That's mm-hmm. not the case. So... When you say maneuver, I don't know because I just was raised to really not care what people think. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be myself regardless. But I will say it took time. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely know I would be very mindful of the things that I said. Mm-hmm. So, like, say if I was in a barbershop growing up, I know I would probably act a little bit different mm-hmm. growing up, if that makes sense. And when I say different, I just might not indulge in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes those conversations just get ignorant. Mm-hmm. So, but I will say I would definitely, I do speak of, I don't allow certain ignorance in front of me if that makes sense. Yes. Like, we're not going to make the gay comment or something about somebody, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind confrontation, so that's, I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know if I'm answering your question correctly. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand the <laughs> mic to Dylan and allow him, and maybe I'll just... Okay. Gotcha. Okay. But don't say okay. picky. I felt like you answered it well, but <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, to maneuver. 
That's tricky. I don't know about maneuver though. Like, right. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I get. Yeah. I could just like because I feel like that's what game black men not to speak for y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all feel like y'all have to do is maneuver. Right, and and we do, and and that's cold and that's, okay. and, Yeah, you got a cold yeah. coach. and and even in this conversation is like, I'm having a hard time because it's like okay, maneuver or you know, decoding or put on a different face as a black person. So it's like okay, even when I do do that, then it's like so at my previous job, we were in a very rural part of North mm-hmm. Carolina. And so I would find myself, okay, I'm black. So that's something that you see. Mm-hmm. You know, you Gotta see me. You know? <laughs> so uh, you see that. But then it's like, okay, even if, especially, I worked in that area when Trump was going through, when oh, he was Lord. getting elected. And so it was like, okay, I'm black. So you, you see that, can't hide that. But now I'm gay. So it's like, mm, you've gotten over your black part, mm-hmm. but now you're making gay slurs. Yeah. So in this space, am I just going to be black mm. or do I need to, to, to be both of me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I find that to be more of the, of the harder questions. Like, okay, to get my foot in the door, I already have to act a certain way that a black male should act. Mm-hmm. Which my mom is, you know, saying we go, we battle with my hair constantly. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I won't, I, I wouldn't mind cutting it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to cut it because then I feel like I'm making someone else more comfortable. Mm. And so, so I've already gotten through that. Mm-hmm. So I get through I mean, Dylan doesn't have like a long, <laughs> straight, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like, to his waist. It's slow. just regular folk hair. Yeah. That's, that's how it. the young folk cut their hair right now. But, okay. Um, and so I get through the door. I'm black. Get through the door. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good. But now I'm gay. So mm-hmm. it's like, what comments are you going to make now? Where are you going to decide to say now? So now in this space, I have to now educate, okay, being gay. I'm already got one strike against me because mm-hmm. I'm black and I can't be loud mm-hmm. and I have to sit down when I talk to you mm-hmm. and I can't make too much eye contact and I can't swell my chest up and I can't, I have to put my shoulders in, mm-hmm. I can't put my shoulders out because then you feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, okay, you just said that all black gay men do hair and I just told you, don't come to me with no press and curl, no perm, no color, because no, mm-hmm. I can't do that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, why not all gay, all gay black men do it? And so now I have to educate you mm-hmm. on that. And so it's really hard to navigate it because I don't know which part to navigate. Because mm-hmm. when I'm in an all gay space and then you say, oh, well, you know, when um, one of the shootings, mm-hmm. you know, Forgive me because it's been so many. Mm-hmm. They didn't let down their window all the way, and I'm like, "Well, why should they? Mm-hmm. That's not a law. I mm-hmm. can let it down just enough to give you what you need, mm-hmm. and we can communicate that way." Well, he should have done it, and I'm like, "Okay, so now I'm gay. That's fine, mm-hmm. but I have to educate you on being black mm-hmm. because so it's like it's, it's tricky. And it's intersectionality <laughs> and all those multiple layers. So the, so to navigate it, it and that's why. My presentation on negotiating identities is like, which one am I going to, which one am I going to defend today? Because mm-hmm. both, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Like, I don't have enough time. Yeah, like I don't <laughs> yeah. have, I don't have the energy. Yeah, it's like, which one am I going to do? Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 tricky. Yeah, and I think you know it's important for um, people who do not fit in to do not fit in these categories to like really listen to what like this is what Delton does every day 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what people do every day. And so I think sometimes, like, I've had friends even who say things and I'm like offended. And they're like, why are you offended? Because I'm tired. (laughs) You know, because this is what we do every day. When I walk out into the world, it's like, how can I be black and a woman and you not be worried about that? And you know what's interesting? And that's not, like, that's bullshit. You know, it's interesting because, like, growing up, you know, and I've told you, like, my mom's always said, you already have naturally two strikes against you. Exactly. And the fact that you're black and you're a male. male. And then when you add gay, and that's another thing. I was like, I've ran out of strikes. (laughs) I have have all three strikes. And that's Mm. sad that those are considered strikes. But it's so interesting because, I don't know, you know, my passion is microaggressions. Mm -hmm. And microaggressions are so real. And you don't, sometimes your friends even do them and they don't even realize. Like, you don't know, I get so many times my friends like, why did you have to be gay? And I'm just mm. like, what the? And they're joking. Like, they're mm-hmm. cracking jokes. But they're like, that goes back to your comment. You're like, oh, you just would have been mm-hmm. a great. Mm-hmm. But I was just like. Yeah. I know I've said that before. Have I said it to you? I don't think I've said it. I might be. I might have grown out of it <laughs> no. right now. But. No, but you always. You do. All, your favorite thing is to say, Earl, you can't have them all. No. That is a separate <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Delton, no, no matter it. who it is, if they are fine. Earl is like they're gay. I'm talking about but people on what? the screen. That's but guess what? We don't know nothing about they them. They end up being they gay. And then she gets so no, 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 upset. No. And she be like, somebody on a picture. We be on Instagram. We're like, I'm about to send you this dude. He's so cute. I, he, he's family. But then when I, I send, and then she's like, they're not family. Then when I send the evidence, because I don't, I don't speak on something unless I know. He don't know all the time. He don't know all the time. Deal with No. Because then not. I send her something. I was like, but what does this mean? And then she be like, well, I just... But, your favorite thing is, is you just get mad because you're like, I just feel like you guys have them all. And you're like, it's not fair. All the beautiful ones. <laughs> Every beautiful one. Girls like, that. yep, him too. And I'm like, lies, lies. You don't even know him. And then bam. You don't even know him. No, not everybody not has everybody. proven to be gay. So. <laughs> Everyone I've ever brought up, no, yes, they have. No, we will go Courtney. through the list. We shall. There have been people you have seen walking just down the street and we don't even know that person. But if I if I point them out, that means I've seen them somewhere. Mm, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. I'm just saying. I'm just trying but, to make sure that you don't get no deal. I mean, it's not even people I we were we would ever talk to. No, but you you'll be like, oh, they got like, oh, and I'm like, oh. It's not even people we would ever in a counter. I'm just letting you know, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I can't explain it. I'm going to know. So I'm not. I've not done a microaggression <laughs> no. I think that's important to think about because we are very like in the black community we're very conscious of like the black microaggression wait but this is my favorite that I always get um cause I and I usually let it cause sometimes you're like is this am I going to make an ordeal and I mean that's kind of like when you're black and you're like am I going to address this right. and be that black person mm-hmm. but I also get like a I swear, you, I just would never think you were gay. Or, like, you don't, mm-hmm. you're like the, oh, I had a friend who used to always be like, you're the straightest gay guy I know. And Uh-oh. I used to just be like, what the hell does that mean? Because <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm confused. What does that mean? And she's like, you just like to do all the things that, and I was like, but what does, what, what am I supposed to do? Like you said, am I supposed to be beating your face and doing your hair? Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? What do you mean? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend, one of my homegirls, um, who is, who's white. Um, but incredibly woke. I don't think she would mind. Hey, Trey. Um, I can't wait to meet When Trey and I um, started undergrad, I'm sorry, started grad school together, um, somebody came from our class, came to me later. I mean, Trey's just like, you know, like shoulder-length brown hair. She dresses, you know, just regular. Um, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't define her as feminine or butch, you know. Trey just likes like a com she gets comfy. Trey's all about right. like, am I comfortable? Um, but when we all introduced ourselves, like she was like, you know, I'm I've been, you know, I'm married and blah 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 to a woman and all this stuff. And then later somebody was like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe that Tracy was gay. And I was like, Why? <laughs> what, 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 what were you? What, what, what was she That's missing? Insane. Like what? I don't. I don't know. And and then I guess they wanted me to be in the conversation, and I just they they like, get confused when you halt them because they, they automatically like they thought you were going to be on their side, and I was like mm-hmm. I don't like I was like well, what do gay people look like? Right. I was like, is there is there like a template? Like, do you have yeah. it? Can you email it to me? Like, and of course, if that's they, a like, template, that template face. is eternal. Y'all, okay. Like, yeah. So, so how do you feel um, that this the stigma? No, no, that's not the question I want to ask yet. Um, the question I want to ask now is: Do you feel like there is a stigma around mental health? Like the stigma of mental health is as strong in the Black gay community as it is in the Black community as a whole. <clears throat> like, are people who are LGBT more or less likely to receive counseling than people who are not, but also Black? I think. You, oh, that's say. I think you have to throw Black. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I think when it comes to mental health, it's more of a privilege question. Mm. So, like, with um, sexual minorities, it's because I have this whole thing, of, uh, not against, but whole thing about the human rights campaign. Mm. Like, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Do awesome work. But when their thing came out about, like, marriage, like, marriage was the forefront, was the thing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I get it. It's important. Don't get me wrong. But being married is a privilege. And that's mm-hmm. just across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, especially in the sexual minority community, being married is definitely a privilege. Like, are you at a point to even get married? Like, have do you have housing? Do you have mm-hmm. food? Fair um, opportunity to get a job. Right. Like, do you have all those things? And then we can get to marriage. Mm. Like let's kind of let's kind like of the they skip right, to the highest level, the highest instead, level of instead of yeah. knocking out the other Ooh, ones. And that's so a good point. I just you know they, like I said they do great work. They make mm-hmm. you know political statements and all that is mm-hmm. fine. But have you addressed some of these basic needs mm. um, in the community here? And then went on to address the other needs. And mm. so I think mm-hmm. when we talk about therapy, mental health. It's kind of a privilege thing, whether, you know, gay, straight, if you're black, are you in a place to even receive mental health? Because mm-hmm. um, I do think a lot, and even me, like, I struggle, because with, with outpatient therapy, you know, your cases are, some are severe, but most of the time, you know, they're not, because you're outpatient, you're one yeah. hour a week. Yeah. So you can't be too severe with one mm-hmm. hour a week. Mm-hmm. You're not inpatient or anything like that. And so you get a lot of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. um, with those diagnoses. And I struggle with with both mm-hmm. to a certain extent. So I, I understand that it exists. It's very prevalent. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like this paralyzing, I can't work, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I can't do anything but be depressed and anxious. I'm mm-hmm. anxious to answer my door. Mm-hmm. And then I go into your trauma and I'm like, well, has anything happened where you answer the door and something happened where mm-hmm. you, you know... Um, somehow invaded. I know it's just, you know, I'm just anxious. And I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> we from, gotta like, right, we got to, like, either Give you me want, something. Either yeah. you <laughs> something. And yeah. so, and I've literally spent weeks trying. Like, I'm almost making trauma up for <laughs> this person. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just it's just not there. And so I struggle with that because I do know so many, 
you know, black women and black sexual minority people who have been through real stuff mm-hmm. and they Continue have family, me- they, have, they have family, they have kids. They still like, get up every day, go to mm-hmm. work, feed their kids, even with the trauma that they have. Mm-hmm. And so I think as African-Americans, period across the board, you have a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't really have time to address this with you right mm-hmm. now because I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. Like I got kids to feed or I got mm-hmm. bills to pay. It's almost or, like we're too resilient. Right. Yeah. Like, for real. But do you feel like that's, like, what we tell ourselves? And, like, it's... because I struggle with... Oh, gosh, this is going to be controversial. <laughs> I okay. struggle with the fact that you never miss that hair appointment or that nail appointment mm-hmm. or that, you know... But that, think about that, it. That F-boy can always that, call and come through. That gives like, that visual, You know what I'm saying? Though. Like, you always got time Because I think it's because it's given stuff. that visual, like, that I have my stuff together. Because I feel like, like we said, we are so resilient that we don't even know how to check in and be like, I need help. Mm-hmm. And we always want to give this appearance that I'm fine. Because, exactly. and that goes back to the church, and but I then, think just then, in then, general. Like, so then it's not time, then. It's not time. No, no, no. When no. I say I don't have time, it's like, not the No, it's the time. mental. I don't have yeah. the emotional yeah. Yeah. I don't have time to dig in that. Because yeah. if I dig in this, I might be really like, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And Yeah. But aren't we so much stronger than we think? Like, all the stuff we've overcome. Like, oh, yeah. you don't think you're strong enough to deal with your own healing? And I mean, I think that's also a fear, though. I just feel like it's a fear of, like, if I touch this, mm-hmm. is this world that I've built going, going to crumble, crumble around yeah. me? And then where am I going to be at? Am yeah. I going to have to rebuild this world? Mm-hmm. And if I rebuild it, what is that new world going to look like? And I get it, y'all. Fear is, like, a, fear is an amazing. It's a, yeah. like, it's like how to the it's outside necessary. people, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a big deal, yeah. too. And, and then so. I'm like, I got to know your life. But people want to keep <laughs> yeah. up those appearances. And, like, what's happening in my house stays in my house, you know? Yeah. Which I think is a bigger... For me, that's a bigger reason to go to therapy because mm-hmm. that person is legally obligated to keep their mouth shut. Everything. Yeah. They are legally obligated. Mm-hmm. Like I tell my clients, like if I see you in the street, I am going to keep walking. What did like, I say? I'm not going to speak to you. Like that story I said yesterday, you know do not I mean? yell my name. Yeah. I don't know you. Because <laughs> people yeah. get offended. Like I'll see people, you know what I mean? I, I definitely, when I have people who have like the same zip code as me, when I have clients with the same mm-hmm. zip code, I'm like, look. There's only one, one food two. line. <laughs> no, when right. I see you, I am going to keep walking. Now, if you speak, I'm going to give you a curt, you know, southern salutation. Hey, hey, and keep it moving. Right. Like, we're not going to engage. Mm-hmm. And people, like, has, have had their feelings hurt by that. And that's mm-hmm. why I started telling them up front. It's like those um, boundaries. Because people because, really think that you're like, their that's friend. your safe place to yeah. let all that out. And then they can help you button it up to get you to the next mm-hmm. session. Yeah. Like, that's what therapy... I, I always wonder something. Sometimes, like, people don't know what therapy really is, and maybe that's part of the stigma. Yeah. Like, Well, you know, that's why most people, we've talked about this in um, previous episodes, that most people think to get therapy, you have to have some type of diagnosis. Like, Mm -hmm. something has had to happen to me. But no, sometimes you just need a person who knows nothing about you and cannot judge you. Adjustment disorder, yeah. Which everybody has that. Right. Okay. (laughs) You're always adjusting to something. Everybody got adjustment (laughs) disorder. And everybody has some type of stress that Mm -hmm. they have some type of depression. might not be major, but something. Sometimes you just don't want to get up. Mm -hmm. Stuff just happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So, how do you feel that the stigma, like, how does it work against the the black LGBTQIA community in regards to just living a healthy life? Like, 
And and what do they need now? Like, what do, what do, what do allies need mm-hmm. to do? We need more resources. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and I was talking to Delton mm-hmm. about this when he first got here, there's not that many resources for, there's a lot of resources being made for the LGBT community, mm-hmm. but there's not that many for the black. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did a, in, in grad school, most of my papers, well, all my papers were dealing about that, just like with black homelessness. <clears throat> you know, there's not that many resources for us mm-hmm. like or the resources that are there they don't know how to handle us because we have all these different intersections like different things that are going we're not just white and gay mm-hmm. like we have a whole different, different you know approach to us. yeah like we're going to experience things differently mm-hmm. that's just like even when i did my paper like comparing whites to like black males mm-hmm. like coming out black you literally might be losing everything mm-hmm. versus them it might not be that mm-hmm. to that extreme like it's a lot more that goes yeah. into it. Gotcha. And I just feel like we don't have that many resources. Like when I was talking to him, he had to tell me resources because I could not think of a resource that was geared toward African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And then I think the resources that we do have is back to our own. It was it was a saying in my grad program. Handle your own shit mm-hmm. before you go out and get somebody else therapy. Like handle yes. your own yes. stuff. And I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like not the handle as African-Americans for I don't even know like which African Americans for one. So I was, you know, anyway, African Americans for one. And then, you know, to be a part of the sexual minority community for two. Like handle your own things that come along with that. Mm-hmm. And what that means looking for resources and not being ashamed or um not being ashamed or not being scared. Just like getting tested is just now being an okay thing to do, mm-hmm. which I never understood. You know, at, at my university, I all got tested all the time because I got a free T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm more so for the free T-shirt <laughs> than the testing. But, you know, th- that's, that's just nice. now becoming uh, something that is okay to do. Mm-hmm. And mental health is slowly getting there, but it's not fast enough. And I think what people don't realize is that, like, in those coming out stages, I kind of went through the same thing. My sophomore through probably, like, my junior, my freshman through, like, sophomore, junior year, I was very much depressed. And mm-hmm. I'm just now being able to look back and say that I was. Mm-hmm. And, like, hiding who I was. And through that, I went through, you know, situationships that <laughs> shouldn't have happened. <laughs> the, <laughs> that, the journey. Yeah, that, you know, shouldn't have happened, shouldn't have been there, you know. And you and then when you're in that pivotal point, it's like, okay, you got to hold on to this because you don't know anyone else because mm-hmm. you're so scared to, mm-hmm. like, experience and talk to people and see what's healthy and see what's not. And so, you know, and that can lead to domestic violence and that can lead to um, depression where you're looking for attention through mm-hmm. sexual things, mm-hmm. which can lead to health, dis- um, health disparities and STI. So mental health can really... Like alleviate or at least decrease your chances of that um, trickle down effect of mm-hmm. what depression can lead to, mm-hmm. or what a kind of positive um, attention seeking can lead to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think you know, back to what you're back to what you were saying as far as are we so resilient that we don't realize it is like um, kind of always have to keep yourself together, so mm-hmm. not. Just as much as as your faith based circle should be strong, your friendships and mm-hmm. you know the sexual minority community should be just as strong mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it can really lead to one thing or another. Yeah, and it's like going back to that image. Like I know for me, I was 
in everything in college, like involved mm-hmm. in every organization, mm-hmm. leadership positions. So like <laughs> in that journey of self-discovery, I was like, I can't, I don't feel like I can be myself because I'm like, I'm in this fraternity, I'm president of this, doing this. Like, are, is that perception of me going to change from people? I, I know for me, I used to always just think, and that's like going back to you have to find yourself and be like, I don't care. And I used to, I was like, am I going to lose friends? But it's like, you have to get to that stuff. Like, I really wish I would have used my resources more, especially if you're in college students. Know that you are paying for those 10 fees, even if you choose not to go. And I mean, I really Mm -hmm. wish I would. I'm glad I didn't because they know I wouldn't have been able to work there and meet Courtney. But, you know, I wish I would have used those resources, like, just to talk to somebody. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm also that friend in in my family, like, that people talk to. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm the the listener, the yeah. fixer. So yeah. I was so always fixing and everybody else stuff that I was like, I'm stuff. invisible. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like no one's asking me, how are you doing? Exactly. You know, Reach like, how are you? your strong friend. And I mean, and my friends, like when I finally came out, like I remember Italy <laughs> broke down and cried. She's like, thank you. Like, she's like, I've been waiting for you to share and like mm-hmm. talk to me. Cause I mean, like my friends are also conscious. They was like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. ask you. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. gay? Cause they was like, one Earl, we either might get Clayton or we might get Earl. They'd be like, no, or you might blow up. And she's like, and I didn't want to lose you as a friend. But I was like, well, I would never blow up. Like, you know, sometimes you just want someone to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, ask, see me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So what are the things that you want your allies to do and not do? You know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. Like, <clears throat> you know, for my woke white friends, this is okay and this is not okay. So, you know, <laughs> let us allies know what's okay and what's not okay. Um, I think... I don't know. I went. I don't know about like asking. I like. I get what you're saying. Like, I want someone to ask, but like checking with everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. If you know that, um, your friend is part of or whoever it is is part of the sexual minority community. Like, I just really say just be there in all situations. Mm-hmm. Like, not just when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I tell people all the time, especially my counterparts in the sexual um, minority community. Like. Yes, I'm going to be with you at Pride, but you also need to come walk with me at this Black Lives Matter. Yes, like, you, you just need to was do both. Like, this <laughs> morning, like you, like you need to do both. You need to do both with me. Yes, um, it's like be there in all situations. Um, also, don't hold me to that whole stigma about like, or don't hold whoever to the stigma of that race. Of With me, it would be, you know, feminine mm-hmm. clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. really care to go shopping with you. Mm-hmm. I don't really care to get my nails done. I don't mm-hmm. really care to do your hair. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more so into sports. I am more mm-hmm. so into that stuff, which I don't consider masculine. I just consider it to be what I what like, you to like to be active. To do. <laughs> yeah, like, that's just what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, like, no, I get, and I'm not gonna get in trouble for this, but like, don't ask about intimate things. Mm-hmm. Like this thing I about <laughs> this thing about you know, once you come out, okay, so are you like, what's your position? Like, no, all the I'm good. intrusive things. Yeah, that you or like you get in a relationship ask. and people start, well, who's the man and who's the woman? I'm like, first of all, there are two men, we both, <laughs> right, two whole yeah. men, entire whole men who identify as men. Mm-hmm. You know, live life as men. Like, what? That's not. We're not going to do that mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that's something. Um, and just, I really just just be like a friend to anyone else. Treat me how you would treat me if you didn't know. Yeah, like yeah. 
I mean, we definitely acknowledge it, but like, yeah. You with anybody else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I've got one um, as an ally, but then also just uh, in general, you can support me and you don't have to be like me. Like, I right. get that you're different. And so you don't have to code switch with me like mm-hmm. i don't come to earl and not that this is who earl is but i don't come to early but like hey girl yes and like that's if you so know me offensive. i hate that's i don't even so like offensive. when other gay men be like girl i'm like you <laughs> yeah because like, you know i'm like hey i get that that's what y'all do but i'm a whole man yeah, like yeah. you gonna i don't yeah. don't call yeah. me they be like sis yeah like yeah, and just like, you know, with black people, like, if you are not black, you don't have to talk differently to me. Like, I mm-hmm. understand the words coming out of your mouth yeah. without you smacking your lips. And, and it's very, like, is that who you think I am? And right. so, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 offensive. Offensive. it's offensive. Um, and so, that like, just, I see that a lot. Like, right. people will be like, oh, I'm about to go hang out with my gay friend. I was, I was, just, about to t- I was like, just about to touch on that. Why, like, why, this did, whole... why did you need to say you're going to hang out with your gay like, friend? Everybody wants a gay friend? friend. Yeah, like, the, one of my, I was just having a conversation over dinner with one of my friends, and he was like, from the black community, like, he was like, I, I've always had white friends. And they were more so, I, w- I wasn't a token black guy. I was like the token gay guy. Like, this is my mm. gay best friend. I'm like, I don't understand the introduction of like. Oh, you better. Like don't, <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. Like, 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 this friend? is my gay best friend? Yeah. Oh, like, we're not friends. Yeah. Hmm. Or like, he's my best friend. And like, he goes to UNC Charlotte and da, 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 And he's gay. I was like, hmm. I don't, I don't need an intro. Yeah. Just my name would have been good. Right. And if it comes up <laughs> in conversation up. naturally. Right. Yeah. But you just threw that whole. Yeah. And I feel like if I meet your friends, we really shouldn't be getting that deep. Yeah. Like, uh, these are your weird. friends. Yeah. And I will say, my best friend, <laughs> love her crazy stuff. I know when she, like, when we talk, I, like, talked about it. Chelsea's crazy. I'm going to name her. But she was just like, oh. And then she's like, you know, she's like, nothing's going to change. Like, she's like, you're my you're my best friend who's gay. She's like I kind of wish. She's like I I still want to find that my my gay friend that wants to go shopping. She said because you don't like to do any of those things. No. So she's like I kind of I'm gypped. She was, she always said that she was like okay Earl. And she's like well you don't even like to be in a mall less than more than thirty minutes. Yeah. So Earl does not do people. We had a six y'all. I thought he was gonna pop his top. At I don't Walmart do Walmart. Yesterday. I hate. I was like we gotta get him out of here. Y'all if you. <laughs> Follow he didn't even Courtney. put his chicken in a bag. Like, <laughs> that's the man that you already have it in, so it all like spill. Like, but we were so I don't. That was like my second or third time being. I don't do Walmart in Charlotte. I could take Rock Hill around it's ten or nine. It's an adventure. But we were in there, and I, you know what? I, I don't do the people staring at me. And mm-hmm. if you all know me, the people that know me know that I will be as I'm talking now. Like, oh yeah, we got to. Can you please get out of my face? And I will just say it to <laughs> yeah. that person. Yeah, I don't do well. I don't like staring. I don't like um, my this personal space. This dude was in our whole This bubble. guy literally was like, like almost on Courtney's butt. Yeah, he was so like, close. Okay, so and y'all have seen me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, I'm a big girl. And I'm, like, very proportionate. And so, mm-hmm. like, I have a big booty to go with everything else. And I was like, you know, my bubble starts <laughs> at the back of my ass. It doesn't start at my back. Because there's a large amount of space between my back and my ass. So the foot you need to give me needs to be from my ass 
ass. He was <laughs> on my whole entire back. And then I moved beside Earl. And he moved up. Like, yeah. And then me and Earl were both like, oh. So now he was on my back. Yes. And I was just like. We were like, okay. My chest so is Earl just. Earl was like, just ring up the check and we got to go. And then there wasn't any bags at the self-checkout. And mm-hmm. if you know Walmart workers, they're not really workers. They're just kind of there yeah. when you see them. Yeah, so, so I was, was like, we like, have we were like, to. We don't have no bags. She was like, I told them an hour ago. She said, I've been telling them that. Well, can you go get some bags? Right. So, so I was like, but it's so literally right here. The express lane is right next to you, and my and my sis has a plethora of. I see them, <laughs> so I was just like, Courtney, we have to go. And yeah. Courtney was like, when I was. But Courtney's, I'm like, as Courtney said, like, y'all, we nothing. Right, and then she saw me like, I need bags, and I was like, oh, okay. But, then, <laughs> but y'all, mind you, Courtney is not all me because Courtney almost walked out with her whole paper towels in. I almost didn't buy I them. She's like, well, let's go. Well, Earl gets frustrated. Like, when he was just like, I gotta go, I was just shut down. Like, I, I forgot I bought them. So then we think, I was like, Courtney, you have to buy your your towels. And I was your, like, what are paper towels? And she's like, I oh, I thought those were yours. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, I just go to another place because I can't stay. I can't stay. Like, I just, sometimes you mentally have to leave. I just left and I was like, I don't know what paper towels are. But all. no, I'm going to Food Line. I, yeah, because when we got and home. Shout out to my side of town. We have a super Target. Y'all, it's and another. I, I have a super Target. Mm. So it's a Target. And a grocery store. And a grocery store. Are those store. big? Because all the ones I've been to are kind of small. Not the, big. the super my, The super Target is But they're huge. making all the Targets in general now. But like you like walk store. in and it's like, oh. I love like Target. One time we walked in right after the like people were like, we're going to, um, we're gonna protest Target because they are something, something you know. Because Target's right. woke, and they were like, "We don't appreciate your wokeness," so we're gonna protest Target. So that day, me and Carter had to go, and there was this beautiful man juggling oranges, like he was like doing the produce. And uh-huh. Carter walked over, and he was like, "Can you juggle?" And Carter loves juggling, and so he started juggling. And I was like, "Chat!" I was Snapchat, like, "Y'all, do y'all see how beautiful like there's a man entertaining my son? Piece. There's people helping." I, I was just asking random people, like, "Do you know where the?" Because I knew I already knew where it was. I was like, do you know where they're like, of course. Let me walk See, I just love people that do their job. I was like, I just. That's why I hate Walmart. I spend the extra coin because when I go to my Walmart, it's like I have to pray and I have to go That's to true. a happy place. And I, I have meditate. to go to self-checkout. I don't there, And I, I have to talk. go to self-checkout. There was one time I got into the breezeway and had to turn around. There was this lady. Like, I, was, I had prayed up. It was like a 15-minute experience. I was like, I'm going to Walmart. I need the things at the Walmart. And I walked in and there was this lady you know, can I stop you with a box of chicken. That we keep saying the. Oh. I gotta go to the McDonald's. I, we do we do that? We always I put the in front of I'm just oh but so I'm yeah. Extra. So I walk into the breezeway and there's this chick with this box of chicken just in the breezeway like this chicken so good. Oh, I was like I can't do it. I have abandoned at least five carts in Walmart before. I have been Walmart and be like you know what I just, I don't need this I don't need this in my life and I just walk. And I don't handle secondhand embarrassment well. I can't talk about secondhand trauma. Secondhand embarrassment for me. Like when someone is when someone does something that that's going to I, I take it all on. I just be like, I have to. Like, so oh my God. I can't do local rappers. So, like, when oh you have, no. like, if you go somewhere, and even if you have the illest, I don't really care for rap, but, like, if, if I know you have flow, but, like, when it gets you on that stage and no one in the crowd is, like, responding, I'll get up and go. Because you're embarrassed for them? Yeah, because I'm like, it's, I get anxiety. My chest oh, gets no, tight. I'm like, <laughs> or, and if I can't leave, I do this. And I'm not even doing anything on my phone, but I'm mentally leaving. But I have to put on the image that I'm still here. So if people get embarrassed, it, like, touches it on. Oh, like, say Mm -hmm. for a girl or, like, somebody in there do, like, they're having a public, like, I'll be like, 
<laughs> and I mentally go like oh, yeah. I'm on the beach. No, I get a I'm planning my grocery list. I do to that. Well, when you had your dress, you would put them I would, over yeah, your I face. Would, like, pull my dress. You got to ask Miller about the an argument that happened at work, and everybody was looking <laughs> to me to stop it, and I like just pulled my hair in front of my face, and I was like on my computer, like I don't know. See, Courtney has a better visual. When she shuts down, you know she shuts down. Yes. She kind of sinks <laughs> and she looks down. I'm gonna still give you, but I'm not here. Yeah. But no, yeah, uh-uh, yeah. Earl looks at you, and I'm like, he ain't listening to a word they're saying. <laughs> and then later, I'm like, what would they say? I don't know. I wasn't there, but I, I am just like, <laughs> yes. So, all right. So we have <laughs> we have completely decompensated. Oh, <laughs> have, oh wait, <laughs> we are not talking about any of the things we were supposed to talk about. <laughs> but I think that's important. Like, you got to have your people who you laugh and cut oh, up God, with yeah. and go on tangents with. Like y'all like connection like what Delton has said like you've got to have your people people yeah. who will tell you the truth people who will make you laugh people mm-hmm. who will support your dreams like you've got to have those people in your life and if you do not have those people in your life get rid of some of the ones you do have because we only have so much space right. so get rid of some of the ones you do have who are not giving you those things and find new people and it's hard to find new people as adults you know what I mean yeah. but they're out there <coughs> so find them me and Dutton, we should have never even met. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> but you all. just got to be... But I think because you have, no, say you have other in, people... The world is so small. People yeah. will give you people. Because mm-hmm. like, you know <laughs> Miller definitely... I was like, do you think when she just ran... I was like, oh, he might be going to apply. Don't worry, let me call him. Exactly. exactly. And she just you called know? him up. Yeah, people will give you people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Earl works where I used to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so now he knows Miller. And then Miller knows Delton. Like, if you... Open yourself up to people. Good people. The Good right people. people. The right people you will, will connect never be you to the right people. people. Yeah. The right people will connect you to the right people. Down. So, um, yes. So, if you take nothing else away from this, like, you need your tribe. You yeah. need a tribe of people who are there for you, no matter what. And who are honest with you. Mm. Your tribe is not a group of yes people. Your tribe is a group of truth tellers. That's right. 45. Like, Truth tellers is your tribe. Because all his people, yes, people clearly. Oh, God. I can't. I just can't. Not Sorry, today. that's not. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our question of the day. And we're back. What's popping? So, uh-huh. question of the day is What is the difference between moving in with a significant other prior to marriage? And I'm thinking they mean like y'all might be engaged mm-hmm. versus shacking up. Mm. Well, this must not, they must not be engaged then. But they yeah, think but I'm talking about the, they said prior to, to prior marriage. To marriage yeah. So I'm thinking like that part is like, what's the difference from y'all being engaged and y'all going to move in together versus mm-hmm. y'all are maybe in a serious relationship and y'all moving in together. Gotcha. And is there a difference maybe? Well, I think whether you're engaged or not, intention mm-hmm. is on. the difference between living with someone and shacking up Say with that someone. Say one more time. Intention. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you moving towards when y'all made this move? And intention should be your reason for everything you do. Yeah. You know, Earl just moved into a new apartment. What's your intention? His intention was to become closer to Charlotte. That is where he wants to build. That is where he wants to be. And so first he needs to move to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so just like, and he's living by himself. So if you're going to live with someone else, what is your intention? Just like if you have a roommate, your intention is to save money, mm-hmm. maybe build connections. Right. If you're moving in with this person, what's y'all's intention? for moving in together 
is your intention to make your relationship stronger and move towards marriage if that's what y'all believe in? Or is your intention just to have somebody help split the bills? Because if that's the case, then you just need a roommate. Is your intention just to be able to hump in-house? Like, what's your intention? What is your intention? And if it's a couple, what are your intentions together? Because a lot of the, what messes folks up is that you have one intention and they have another, they have another mm. intention and never do the two meet until y'all sitting on my couch. And we're like, oh. <laughs> like If this session don't make it, we get it. We are separating it's, today. Y'all, I got a call where they were like, I'm, we coming to see you. And if this don't, one session don't work, I was like, well, make, make, that's, that's not a thing. That one session like is going to probably make it worse. The first determine your whole relationship. Right. And really, that first session, I'm just really learning like your name. Right. And in you, you might make it right. worse because you're like saying you're the things. Exactly. That's where you're putting some stuff out on the table. But, and if that's where you are, then you're already you done. Yeah. You're, you're done. Banished. If you're waiting on the stranger, like you just want to, right. to determine if you're relationship. right. They wanted to do you're the checkoff. Yeah. Oh, we tried therapy, yep. and I know folks session. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think it's all about intention, and that intention needs to be established long before you even get to the place of moving in together. Like y'all's intention should be really clear within the first like couple months. Few months, six months. That's also, depends like where at how, in life, where you are. In where life. You are that's in a life. good point. If you in college, your intention is to have fun and hump. Do not move in with them. Yeah. Do not move in with them. Your intention. You are too young for that bullshit. <laughs> it is hard work, and you need to figure your like y'all. Because how old are you, Dylan? Twenty six. Okay. So how different are you from mm. eight, were you from eighteen to twenty one? Oh like they both just said like... they weren't even. I'm different every two years. Yeah, I'm like, let's not even take it that far back. Like, like they weren't even out yeah. in 18. Like, and they were yeah. out in 21. So different. Like, and then how different are y'all from 21 to, to now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because you're... I feel like, one, you can't be with someone if you don't know who you are first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be successful. Like, I'm all for if y'all want to grow together. But I need to be at a certain place in my life before I can add... An equation to have us grow together exactly. because you need to know your niches and you know what yeah. you can take before mm-hmm. anything. Else. The person changes, well, me personally, daily. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right, I get a good prayer meditation. I might come out brand new, <laughs> play some more here. Right. <laughs> yeah, my, my whole life be different. Um, but oh, I let think, me read a book. like, I don't know if you ever like completely know yourself, but I think being comfortable mm-hmm. with who you are. Is you know like I'll never I feel like I'll never know me. My mm. grandma, oh, she's just such wisdom. Shout out to her. Oh, um, that's it, <laughs> um, she, she's Jones. always told me, even when I was like younger, she's like, I'll never grow up. I'll never be an adult. I will always be a kid because um, I change every day. But she's like, but I'm comfortable with my change. I'm comfortable with who I am as a person, and I'm like grounded in that. But I'll always change. Like I'll always change. But. Mm. um so yeah, I don't know if you are like ever completely know yourself, but just to be comfortable with changing and who you are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before adding somebody else. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I think you need to have a conversation with that person and say, hey, um, what are we doing here? Um, and they need to have some very clear answers for you without you leading them. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, 
like if you say, look, this is what like when I have those kind of conversations, I'm like, where where do you see us? Where do you? And I don't give them any information mm-hmm. about where I see because I want to hear what you think all by yourself. Because if I say, well, I see us getting married in three years, or they blah, might blah, be blah, a blah, yes blah, man. They, then they're going to be like, oh yeah, I see that too. Because ultimately, they just want to be in house and hump. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like their goal is to be like, oh okay, yeah. I don't want to argue with you, and my goal is to be in the house and hump. So mm-hmm. you know they're going to agree. So ask them where they see you guys and what steps they feel like they are taking and what steps they need you to take and what steps y'all are taking together to get to said goal. And if they make, if they got the right answers then move forward, if they Mm -hmm. don't, then reevaluate. True shit. Hope that's helpful. Anonymous. (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to be back with that's not a thing. Um, that's not a thing. All right. That's not a thing. Um, this is going to be short and sweet, y'all, because I don't have it. Um, what's not a thing is we cannot afford to hate each other. There are enough people who hate us already. There's enough. And there's enough people who hate us, and then there's enough people who are going to sit on the sidelines and let the ones who hate us hate us. That regardless of who somebody loves or how they dress or how they speak or how they um, present in the world, their sexual identity. Like that's none of your business. That don't have nothing to do with your bills. That don't have nothing to do with your lifestyle. Don't have nothing to do with who you love and who you want to be with. And they probably don't want you. They probably don't want you. You are not a catch um, the way you think you are. But what they do bring to the table is another person who sees you and values you as a human being. And that is who we need on our side right now. So if you are cutting your nose off despite your face being a bigot or being someone who's homophobic or being someone who's intolerant of others' differences, you are wasting our time. We have too much to work towards. There's too much going on in society right now for you to be worried about who somebody humps. And I question why it's so fucking important to you. I question why it bothers you so much what someone does at their home. Why is that? You need to really look at why that is a problem for you. Because they're not worried about you the way you're worried about them. Like there's a there's a podcast that I really enjoy the people and but they stay with the rhetoric like they stay with the like no homo blah blah blah. And I'm like, why are y'all so connected to this? Why is this so important to you? What is it about this that stays on your brain? Like what like what what is this really about for you for you three grown black men who have so much stacked against you to be so worried about what some other anonymous man is doing minding his own black ass business what about your business? Because you know what? You know who's minding our business? We're being slaughtered in the streets. Um, we uh, have a lack of resources for health care and mental health. Because that's not just for the black LGBT community. That's everybody. Because that list of resources that Delton has in his <coughs> practice, I promise you there is 
like book upon book upon book of other resources you know what I'm saying like what we need to be doing as a community is building each other up and worrying about how to keep each other alive and safe and connected who somebody has sex with who somebody identifies with as far as their gender has nothing to do with anything that is going on in the world right now so your ignorance we can't afford it so get a book get on google Get your shit together and join the movement in a productive way because what you're doing is counterproductive and we have enough motherfuckers who hate us. We have enough. So get on board and get on the couch and figure out why you're so worried about <laughs> why some, what somebody else is doing. Thanks and have a great day. Um, I cannot top that. I think you did a great job. <laughs> Hats off. Thanks. Delta, do you have any? Uh, that's not a thing or anything to add? Um, thanks. That was on. <laughs> that was on my heart. Um, because I saw something on Facebook, like a comment, basically about um something just around like, well, you know, if we could just get it together and these men could stop sleeping with men, like in response to the Charlottesville thing, somebody commented like, if men could, black men could just stop sleeping with black men and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the, that what does that have like to do with the price is. of tea in China? Yeah. Like, who, who you want to sleep with, bro? <laughs> well, I was about to say, that sounds <laughs> like someone that really, just isn't Who you really want to sleep with? Themselves. Because, um, this shouldn't be on your heart like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not on my heart who people out here sleeping with. As long as they sleeping with a consenting adult. Hello. Are they consenting? Are they an adult? And were they consenting? Those are my two questions. They was there for it. They wanted to, well, you know, bless them. So... All right. Um, I cussed. A, I said the F word a you lot. Did. This episode. <laughs> I told y'all I was in a space and saying the F word makes me feel better. And so I'm not going to apologize for it, but I will acknowledge it. I said the F word a lot. Um, and it's but you well know what? You know, my favorite word is accountability. So you, know, you own that. It is well with my soul. So if that offended <laughs> you. <laughs> all right so um earl has our resource this week i do i have three resources nice i just thought about write them down right i'm gonna actually let delton tell his resource okay because okay so um <laughs> my resource is uh powerhouse it is for um african-american uh sexual minority um individuals they do um free uh hepatitis testing as well as HIV testing. They have um, groups that are starting up. Oh. They're located off uh, Betty's Fort Road right across from Northwest. Northwestern? School, Northwestern. I never know School if it's Northwest or Northwestern. But no, the School of the Arts. Um, <laughs> right across the street from there. Um, and they just have a lot of great things. Um, they have things for adults and I'm hoping to work with them. Hope, I'm hoping my company um and their company will work well together with uh, providing also services for teenage age people as well. Oh, I love it. Oh, I might have to get on that list. Right. I love, yeah. So my other resource, shout out to Dylan, but um, the documentary I was talking about, yes. For the Bible Tells Me So, um, you can watch it on Vimeo, Netflix, just Google it, but it is on Netflix. It has been like the last four years, mm. but that, I think everyone should watch it, even if you're like super woke and a may 
major ally. I just feel like you can learn. Even I watching that as a gay man, I was just like, wow. So mm-hmm. I think that is definitely one. And I mean, another local is Time Out Youth yes. Network. Um, I'll just put all their info in the box, but mm-hmm. Time Out Youth Network as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we have um, our quote from James Baldwin this <clears throat> Excuse me. I lost my voice. Uh, a quote from James Baldwin this week. Our quotes from James Baldwin. Um, please Google. Google James Baldwin. Like, Google's a thing. Um, first quote is, It is certain in any case that ignorance allied with power is... I'm going to read that again because that is not how you say that. It is certain in any case that ignorance allied with power is the most ferocious enemy justice can have. Mm. 45. Thank, thank you. <laughs> And then I imagine one of the reasons people cling to their hates so stubbornly is because they sense once hate is gone, they will be forced to deal with the pain. Uh, Y'all get into it. Sit in that. So, all right. Well, um, so apparently Delton is not super social media. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to connect y'all yeah. with Delton. Um, um, I do have like a professional email. Okay. Give that. So, um, my email is Delton D E L T O N H two three at Gmail. Um okay. so you can reach me there. All right. Sounds good. Um follow us <laughs> on all the things. We are on IG at Hats Off Podcast C L T. Um and we are Hats Off Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Email us questions of the day at hats off podcast at gmail.com follow us on our personal pages my instagram is easy.ecm that's e-a-z-y period e-c-m and i am courtney leak lcsw on instagram and facebook and then courtney lcsw on twitter um and i think that is it so until next time be you be true hats Hats off. off Hats Off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leak. And I'm Carter.